COVID has turned many of our lives upside down. Today, we hear how it has affected an autistic teenager. I've been officially diagnosed for over 10 years now. So it's just a part of my life. A lot of people are very accepting of it. So now it's just like, it doesn't define me now, it's just a part of like who I am. I'm Anne Dibbon. And I'm Julie Tattersall. And this is Unexpected Turns. The music you just heard was from today's guest. We are delighted to have the multi-talented musician, YouTuber, Michael Ankers with us today. We spoke to Sarah and Emma, both of whom had children who were diagnosed with autism and had to struggle to get the best for their families. He describes himself as autistic and dyspraxic too, so it will be interesting to hear what he has to say. It will, definitely. Hi. Hi there, Michael. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Lovely to meet you here and talk to you. So, are you from Liverpool? That sounds like a Liverpudlian accent. Uh, no, I'm not, actually. Oh, okay. Where, whereabouts are you from, then? Uh, so, I don't... Well, not a lot of people have heard of it. So I'm, I'm from a town called um, Chadderton. It's part of Oldham, Manchester, basically. I'm sorry that I mixed you up, a Mancurian almost, with a, a Liverpudlian. Michael, you've had a pretty unusual start to your life at the tender age of 18 you're already a youtuber you're a songwriter you're producing an album that you've got coming out soon that's an awful lot so could you perhaps tell us a little bit about yourself start wherever you want uh yeah so hi everyone uh listening so my name is michael ankers i'm from i'm 18 um i'm from Patterson, england um, I am a, as um, Anne mentioned, I'm a YouTuber, I'm also a singer songwriter, uh, interviewer, and I am currently a performing arts student in my last year at uh, Oldham College. I also have um, autism, dyspraxia, and normal fatone, and that is a little bit about me. Wow. You also said you have autism and you have dyspraxia associated with it. Yes. Have you known that you've had that from a very young age? Because we've, we've actually spoken to a few parents whose children have autism and a couple of them knew from a very young age that their child had autism. Then I have another friend whose son was only diagnosed in his mid-twenties, even older than you. So I'm curious to know, really, when you found out and how that affected you. So I was officially diagnosed in about April 2012 when I was about seven years old. Um, but now we sort of like have like looked back at certain things. I may have probably had it since I was born because like my mum says and stuff, like I couldn't like talk or stuff till like I was about three and a half years old. Um, like three and a half, four years old. So and obviously one symptom, you know, of being autistic is a lot of people's autism can't talk for the very first few early years of childhood so that was pro now we look back at it it kind of makes sense so I probably did have autism since I was young so I was diagnosed with a type of autism called Asturias syndrome which was actually stopped 
was actually the year after I got diagnosed in 2012, in 2013, that actually was taken off yeah. the, like, you know, in America, like in America and the UK isn't like as a diagnosis. And I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and dyspraxia in the same day um, by my old, um, I forget the correct term properly, paediatric psychologist. Who had actually seen when I was younger for my low muscle tone, uh, but I'd not seen it for many years until that year, and like since when I turned seven, and how it affected me. I feel like at first, like it was like me, like my mum and my family were like, "What does this mean?" Like you know, like what is it? But I've had it for you know, I've been officially diagnosed for over ten years now, so it's just a part of my life. A lot of people are very accepting of it. Um, I've drawn a song about autism called um, Awesome Autism, um, which I also did a series with the same title. Um, and I did a talk earlier, well, earlier in September about my special needs with an um, organisation that helps adults with special needs, obviously with being a YouTuber as well, I was trying to talk about me too. Um, so now it's just like, it doesn't define me now, it's just a part of like who I am. It's like, you know, I'm autistic. But, you know. Did it make life difficult for you when you were at school or were people accepting from a very young age? Um, I think, I think it, like, I feel like primary school, it was very, like, there were very, you know, like, supportive and everything. I think a lot in, like, in secondary school, especially, there was a lot more, like, help and, you know, things I needed. I've never, like, I've never really feel, like, I, I think, like, obviously teachers and a lot of, like, students were very, you know, very accepting. But obviously being, like, um, you know, someone with a special needs learning disabilities, it can make you more vulnerable. To, I'm not saying, you know, like, everyone is vulnerable if you've got a disability, but it can make you more vulnerable to, you know, bullying and, you know, and people saying things. And I had a lot of that, to be fair. Um, but... When I joined the college I'm in now, which I'm in my third and final year uh, performing art, they have been like, I've, obviously, there was very a lot of accepting people when I was at primary and secondary school, but now I'm in college um, over the past, especially the first two years and this third year, I've made so, like, I've got to know so many people, like, who are very so in our performing arts group in, throughout all the different levels. There's a lot of people with autism, OCD, dyslexia. One of the two, one of the tutors is dyslexic. One of the new tutors is dyslexic as well. And some of them have some students have ADHD, so they're very accepting. Like, so we can sort of like easily talk about things. And like some of the tutors, um, last year asked me if I wanted to do some talks to some of the other, like to all my other uh, fellow performing arts students about my actual special needs. So I did that, and people seem to like, obviously, you know, enjoy it. Um, so I feel like, especially when I've been at college, like a lot of people, I've made so many wonderful friends, not just with autism, but some who have autism, some who have like similar conditions. And it's nice to have people, even if they don't understand it, but they, you know, accept me for who I am. Yeah. So yeah. I love the way that you say it's just a part of you. What made you go into the performing arts? Is that something that's been from a very young age so in terms of like performing I've, I like singing from a very young days obviously I'm a musician now and um, I loved it it was like you know like this is the first thing that I did in terms of like performance wise I was in my primary school choir in year five 
it was about nine or ten uh, years old at the time and uh, really enjoyed it and then when I was moving up into Sesame Street um, over the past few years when I was there um, I first of all it was like obviously mainly singing and then when I sort of like got into so like you know we did drama I sort of like sort of like got into it more but um, in 2019 I joined a performing arts group on a Saturday it was like you know a lecture curricular thing on a weekend and um, called Class Arts which is a local performing arts group near me up from like a young age up to the age of 16 and I was with them for about two to three years uh, and that's sort of what really got me to because obviously I've always been into singing I've done like you know original songs for many years songs with but so that sort of made me think got me into more performing arts and I was originally going to do me. I was I was always planning on what college I was going to, but I was originally going to do music at the college. But when I did sort of the uh, year eleven of music stuff, I sort of decided that I didn't. Be, I mean, I love music. I'm not saying, that, but there's certain parts of it that I'm not the biggest fan of. So I decided to do performing arts, um, because obviously I've been doing this thing on a Saturday, and it sort of made me sort of like because I love doing shows. Like I love acting a lot more now. Um. I'm not the biggest fan of dancing because I'm not, I'm not the best dancer, but, you know, I'm building up my confidence with it. So, so sort of, like, all that sort of got me into performance. And I'm really glad it because I've got, like, obviously very supportive friends. Like, it's like, like we say, like, our performance, like, we're, like, a big family. And, like, we'll look after each other, you know, whatever happens, you know, if anyone goes through any personal struggles or anything like that. So, it's honestly, it's really good and it's really helped boost my confidence and help me to become who I am today. Wow, that's a lot. Now, you were starting college as a 16-year-old just at the start of the pandemic. So how did that affect you? Because you've talked about your friends and and your tutors, how supportive they were. How did that work when you were suddenly at home, if you like? Yeah, so when I first joined college, which was in September 2020, obviously it was like, you know, within the first few months of um, COVID. So... Uh, when COVID first hit, I was in my last year of session, so I was in year 11, obviously I was preparing to do my GCC. And then that obviously sort of was like, you don't have to do GCC. It was thrown out the window, yeah. Yeah, it was thrown out the window. So, you know, I was, I did very well, in the, you know, my GCC predicted grades. I passed everything apart from one subject, so I was very pleased. So I basically had like six months of like, I had no work to do for like, I had no schoolwork or like coursework or anything to do for about six months. So I basically got like a six month holiday really because it was like <laughs> finished in March and then like didn't have anything to do. And then obviously September came like, so at first, when I first joined the college in September 2020, um, it was, we didn't really get to mix with the other sort of like levels, you know, the other like up year. So basically with performing arts at my college, you have level three, which is a two-year course. If you get that straight away, that's if you, if you pass your maths and English and et cetera. And, and that's the main course. Some people are level one and two, which is where you might not pass your maths and English or you might have not got certain things. And then level four, which I'm doing in now, is a sort of an optional year performing that same like course, same people, but it's like, like a high qualification. But um, when I first joined, so was it my first time I was in level three first year, it was at first like we didn't we was like split, the first years were split into two groups as well, so we didn't really like get to mix at first with like the other, you know, like first years or any of the other like, you know, like the other like the level ones and twos or the level the second years or the level fours, 
And because it, it was like in-person lessons and like once a week was like a virtual tutorial lesson. And then, and then yeah, and then it sort of, obviously like it was most of that from that. And then I moved into a, the other first year group in, in November that year. So then, and then obviously at the start of 2021, it was the third lockdown. So it was like three months of virtual lessons. And it was, you know, it sort of was up and down to, because, um, and it's like some of, our tutor said because one of the reasons I decided to do the extra year because I finished my level three course last year, but I'm in June last year. Well, in June this year, so but you know, last term, term of yeah. year. And the reason I decided to do level four was because uh, one of the reasons, because like our tutor said, because that, like, that first year we didn't really get like obviously we still eventually did shows and but obviously some things have to be postponed sometimes. Yeah. Things. Uh, but obviously, we didn't get like what a full year should have been like, you know. It was like you're in one minute and then you're not to three months and then you did, might be doing a show, but it'll be postponed till this. So, like she said, it, the like that's sort of what one of the reasons I decided to do the extra year because obviously we hadn't had this a full. Otherwise, we would have had a, only one year properly of like you know a performance. So obviously, mm-hmm. I did my second year. I mean, obviously there were still bits of COVID about, but not as much as it has been yeah. in the first year. How did that affect you? I mean, I've spoken to a lot of students. They said mentally going to university and not getting what you know the life experience they were expecting was a huge impact on them. So how did how did that affect you and your colleagues perhaps? Um, I think oh, that's a very good question. Um, so I think at first it's obviously like you know because before COVID hit, obviously like I sort of all decided that like, I want to do before that. So, uh, you know, Odom College, I want to do it this. And say, like, in 2019, I'd gone for an open day and I met some of the tutors and some of the staff and the doctor I brought to, like, you know, the you know, studios, the theatre, whatever. And I was really thought it. And then, but obviously then didn't really know how it was going to work at first. So at first it was a bit like, oh, hello, you know. And I was like, at first, because I think it was actually nice, because obviously, like, for six months, I hadn't really, like, obviously, you know, might have seen people like social distance or someone might have dropped something on door or talked to you know people virtually or on the phone or whatever but it was nice actually being a group of people like you know like with similar age um you know and obviously like doing something we can enjoy obviously while being you know safe with COVID and everything so it it was sort of a job but also stress because it was like oh what if someone gets COVID but like which is obviously like as a performing arts student, you know, obviously, like, if, like, say, a main, say, if someone playing a main character, and say, if we're doing a show, like, uh, you know, so that person gets COVID, and then obviously that COVID spreads like wildfire. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's very, you know, it's very like, is it, if I, if, I think that sense is it's like, obviously, in college, you know, the, the fair that obviously, even in settings, as well as like COVID, with performing arts, I love it saying it's literally obviously you learn about drama, but you also have to deal with drama. Well, that's college life, but um, <laughs> I think, no, it was it was no because it was because I it was very because it was like some obviously that drama it could happen at work or anything, but see there was that stuff of that, but mainly it was like very daunting. Obviously, like you don't with everyone, but it was like it was just sort of like and obviously. It, for a, like, a very long time, you didn't really get to know any of the other years. So it's like, I mean, you stuck with the people you sort of like met in the first year. And then yeah. eventually, obviously, got to meet everyone else. And like, it was a bit like, 
like hello like you know blah, blah. so it's sort of like you it was kind of like you were like joining i felt like you were rejoining again even though obviously you'd already been there for like so many months um but it was it was like interesting obviously like get to know everyone and it was it was very dark and obviously it was very stressful to obviously like to and like when I, cause I got COVID in January this year, um, and that was like quite lost and experience. And it, and I think because obviously like, obviously I've known of people that had COVID like obviously in college and stuff. And it was very dark for me because I sort of, sort of, because obviously like, people, like I was surprised that the week, the next week that I went back after I had COVID, like people, you don't like realise that it feels like it was so amazing because people are actually missing like people are like Michael and all this like how are you are you okay and all this I was like oh, oh, oh. but it really shows like with the like I say performing arts as a family but it's very it, it is it is there's a lot of emotions before like and obviously you know obviously like you got shows you shut up but um it, it was a very like through the years it's obviously like it has got better and I'm in a very good place like I'm really enjoying being level four like you know sort of like having a bit more responsibility but yeah it's been a bit of a roller coaster right off then yeah so it certainly sounds I mean you're you're an extremely positive person to merely say that is daunting and now that but it's it's good to hear that you're now as you say in a good place I mean would you describe yourself as content where you are at the moment yeah, I'm very content. Obviously, like obviously, I'm you know I'm doing performing arts. Um, I'm you know obviously as you said before, I'm working on a Christmas album. Obviously, I'm doing my YouTube. Um, like and I'm like I've sort of that and sort of I've sort of reconnected with some people that I've not really talked to for a while. So they sort of come back to my as well. And then obviously, I'm seeing like making getting to know more and more people, making new friends, not just with you know performance, but sort of through them as well. And like you know for other people and it's so I'm sort of like I'm like in the place now like it feels like it feels like I feel like I've, I've said to a lot of people recently I feel like I've woken up in like an alternate dimension or I'm dreaming or something because it's like everything because obviously like you know a lot of people obviously past years have gone through a lot of trauma with like you know family loss or death or you know illness or anything so it's like it feels like really good to be like in a really good place it feels a bit weird, but it's also like feeling really nice. It's like everything seems obviously there'll be some hurdles every once in a while. It's not life's not perfect, but it's just really good to be. I do feel really content and happy with where I am right now. Wow, that's a wonderful place to be. And as you say, you've you've gotten through a lot of hurdles already. I mean, is there is there anything you would have done differently looking back through? I mean, I know you're very young but I just wonder if you would have done anything differently um I think I feel like when I like say when I first joined college for example that because like I thought of because I think like I feel like I mean a few other people said recently like, we don't it obviously and I feel like oh, not just before that I thought but how I thought because obviously I'm an artist so obviously like I do something that I may not you know intentionally I may have like I'm trying to like do things in a good way but some people perceive it in a bad way so like because a lot of people like now a lot of people when they first meet them they like me like hi how are you but like when when like a few years ago and people said this to me and I'm like you know I'm trying to change I'm trying to change the person so I think sometimes when people first meet me they think to me a bit like 
means a bit, you know, snobby or something, or like a bit stubborn or whatever. But I'm not, and people know that I'm, it's just how some people see me. So I've tried to not, like, I've never, I was never trying to be like, be like that, but I'm trying not to come across like that. So that's sort of maybe something a few years ago. And how, how I sort of like deal with things and stuff like that. How I sort of approach friendships and stuff, because obviously an autistic person can be quite hard sometimes. So, what I do now is a lot better for me than what I used to like. I used to like rush into friendships and things with people and all this, but I try not to now. Um, and then, so you know, when th- you when you say you've changed how you make friendships, yeah, why did you change it? Did somebody say to you, "Look, that was a bit overwhelming," or you came across a bit forceful? Or did you yourself decide you wanted to change it? I think it was. I think it was uh, a mixture of both because I think, and I, I don't obviously I know a lot of I've had discussions with other autistic people as well. Sometimes, and I had a discussion with someone about this recently. Sometimes you can be like you can't. So, sometimes you probably come across it like also, I'm not saying all autistic people because obviously everyone's different, but. Some people think, oh, you're using your autism as an excuse because, like, blah, 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 but no. But in, like, I sort of, like, realised in person. So with certain friends, I used to sort of, like, when I became friends with them, I used to, like, message them a lot, only because I care, but obviously I, obviously I can understand that. Tom was a bit like, I think it's a bit weird and a bit obsessive and all this, you know. So I try to not do that as much, and I try, you know, I like my own space anyway now, but I try and give people space if they need it. You know, obviously it just depends on the person. Um, and things, and I try, you know, in that aspect. And then I try to sort of, you know, because, like, I feel like with a lot of friendships, I have to make the effort with some... And with some people, I have to make the effort, like, oh, like, you know, I'll buy this, or like, I'll suggest you. But I like friendships where it's like 50 50 because if I like if I go because a lot of people said like I'm a very nice person but you know I'm like I'm a, a bit sometimes I'm a bit too generous almost so I try and like and I obviously I'm, I like to be generous I like to be like you know nice and helpful but it's not I always say now friendships work both ways like it's 50 yeah. 50 like I, what I did like say for example if, if I bought my mate a meal one day, they do the same thing to me. And a lot of them do too, a lot of my mates are like very generous, very kind. But, and I won't, you know, like I won't be, so, like I won't have anyone be rude to me or anything like that because I like, you know, because obviously, as a, you know, as a young person, like with being, stu- has been through school and stuff, obviously there's been a lot of, you know, you, you go through drama a lot as a young person in an educational setting. So, I've sort of gone, right, I'm not dealing with drama. Obviously, there'll be the odd that you'll have to, like, you know, deal with and sort out. But, you know, I know, I know what I want in friendships. Like, you know, I want good, you know, loyal people out there, you know, say things and do certain things they shouldn't do. So, and, you know, so there's got to be a level of respect and things. So, obviously, I've, I've changed the person, but also I've learned, like, I, you know, I just, because a lot of people said to me, you know, like you, I haven't deserved what certain certain people have done or said. So I know what I deserve in the friendship. And I know I'm not worthy, but, you know, I sort of deserve these good people. And I've got a lot of good friends and family and everything. Um, but I know 
I know like what I want in a friendship, and I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to make the effort all the time. I don't because obviously I'm not obviously I do make effort, but you know it's got to work both ways. But yeah, basically that's what I've sort of changed about my friendships. Wow, I have to tell you, I'm quite old. I'm sixty now, and I have spoken to a lot of people like almost double your age that haven't got that level where they are ready to prospect themselves and rather than you know just do everything for friends I think I'm very impressed that you've got such a mature attitude uh-huh. it's no wonder you're in such a good place <laughs> I think it took I think it took me a lot lot longer to to appreciate that oh. I was going to say you've talked a lot about friends and how you're in a good place now with friends you also said that you had you interview people and you're a YouTuber and you're doing this course. Are they linked together or are these are all separate things you do? Because I'm just wondering where you fit everything in. You must be so organised to fit all these things in. Um, yeah, I, you know, I try and, you know, because I thought of like me, you know, like people, it's like people say, honestly, you better make, which is like, it's obviously an autistic person, you know, can get very easily. A lot of people say, Make sure you don't overdo it. I don't, you know, obviously, like, obviously it's good to have very care of people, but I just do, I do all these things because I enjoy doing them. Obviously, some of them are, in fact, I've sort of, like, um, sometimes I might have a break from certain things and just focus on certain, you know, other things. So, so we've been, in a way, they are all sort of linked because I've sort of, so obviously, I started off with doing music, then that sort of led me into doing YouTube. And obviously, I love, you know, I release music and do soundtracks on YouTube, but I also do like vlogs and you know Q and A's and hauls and whatever, and people seem to enjoy them. So I've sort of merged that to so that link. And then with interviewing, so I used to do a thing called on my Instagram, which I don't do anymore. Uh, but I'm looking to do like a sort of new interview series at the moment. But I used to do a thing called Michael's Marvelous Instagram Chat Show, which people used to really enjoy. So I used to interview people from all over the world, so obviously the UK and. Um, America, Canada, some, I interviewed a few people from Latvia and a, a few other places, um, a few celebrities as well. Um, so it, I try and like, you know, what I, I like to do, obviously, so I'm at the moment, obviously, I'm performing arts, I'm doing music, I'm doing YouTube. Um, and I also volunteer for a uh, mind charity shop. Um, so I try and use, so what I thought of like, I, I do have a way of like balancing all that. So say it's like, I'm not one of those people who may need like a full, you know, like day off of like relaxing. But if I can have like a few hours like where I can do, you know, what I want, I can relax for a bit, watch some TV or watch some YouTube or whatever. I'm fine because like, sometimes I'm one of those people that I'll have like, you know, like a nice full day off. But sometimes I'm like, I'm a very restless person some days. So I'll just have like maybe like five or so hours just to relax and, you know, whether it's in the morning or at night or in the afternoon or whatever. And then I'll do things that I need to do or want to do. So I sort of, I try and balance it all out. I think, because obviously, like, if you know, if you like, if you like, obviously, I like to be busy, but I also like to relax. So I try and like, I make time for people, obviously, I'll make time for the things I want to do, but I try and also just have time to relax and just, you know, like, whether that's, you know, having a bath or watching some, you know, YouTube, whatever, I just try and sort of like, I always try and eat, always try and find time for myself, you know, or time to, or, you know, whether my relaxing is, you know, spending time with friends or, you know, having a laugh with friends or whatever, but 
I think it, I always say I think it's all, always about balancing that out and thinking I might just do this today but not do too much but you know to still be busy but not to the point where you bore with baseball. Cool a lot going on I, there are a couple of things I wanted to ask you a little bit about your album and future plans what can you tell me about your album that that you've got coming out in November? So my album is a Christmas album and it's currently it's not finished yet still in the way but it'll be ready in time for November it's not too hard and um, so it's a Christmas album. The name of the Christmas album is, well, it starts with my name. So it's Michael's musical and magical uh, moments, which is obviously like Christmas is very magical. And obviously like there's a lot of, you know, like music and everything. So I decided to do, because obviously it's also my debut album before, because I've never done an album before. I've done, last year I did like a mini EP basically. But, so yeah, basically it's for Michael's, um, musical magical moments. It's a Christmas album. It's also my debut album, so it's like my first ever album. Um, it's got a mixture of obviously like you know well known Christmas songs, you know like you know obviously repeat on repeat every year. Um, it's also got um, there's going to be a new version of one of my one of my my first Christmas songs, and there's also going to be a new original Christmas song on the album, and it's out on the twenty fifth of November. Um, but a week before that, one of the singles is going to be released from the album. And um, so I'm really enjoying that, and everyone seems to be excited about it. And obviously, you know, I want people to enjoy it, because obviously the past few Christmases have been a bit, you know, strange, like obviously like yeah. 2020 Christmas and 2021. And obviously this year, obviously there's still COVID and stuff going around, but hopefully this, you know, year is going to be more cheery and more enjoyable. So... I thought it'd be a perfect time to, like, you know, bring a bit more Christmas joy and, you know, like, um, so I, I do love that when it's when it's around Christmas, I really, that's one of my favourite times to, like, release music and do something music-related, whether it's, like, a, you know, Christmas cover or whatever. So I thought, and I've been wanting to do an album for years, so I thought, why not do a Christmas album? And that's pretty much it. Wow. That's going to be a first, your album. So have you got any other future plans? Um, yeah, so in terms of my um, music, I'm possibly going to be releasing a sort of like earlier song, like surprise song, possibly. Um, I'm also, with my um, YouTube, I'm currently going to be doing a second season of something that I, I did last year. And obviously I'm trying to like, you know, do more vlogs and stuff. Um, and in terms of like my interviewing, because um, I've sort of stopped interviewing for a little while, but I'm trying to like find, you know, some way of like doing a new sort of like interview series, uh, you know, where I can interview some people that I've interviewed before, but also bring on some new people. And then in terms of obviously I'm in performing arts at the moment. So I'm possibly after this year gonna be doing to like a university or a drama school or, you know, like a certain course like maybe a musical theatre or something like that. Um so those are pretty much sort of my like future wow. plans. Not happening. Moment. You must be very proud of everything yeah. you've achieved so far. Yeah, I, I try, you know, obviously I'm not, not, not to sound smooth about it, but it's like really, I think, because um, I, I, I tell you about 2022, obviously like at the start of the year, like, you know, in January I dropped COVID, so that wasn't the best thing, and obviously other things have happened. But I think, like, especially these past few months, like, especially over the summer, obviously, because, well, like, I, I don't know why, but since I turned 18 in May, it's sort of like things have changed up. So I've obviously grown up, I've grown as a person. 
Uh, but yeah, I've sort of like I've been able to do all these things. Like I never thought I'd be saying, "Oh, I'm doing a Christmas album," but I am doing a Christmas album. And obviously, you know, I'm doing all these things. And I, like with 2020, one thing I say about this year, obviously, there's been you know things that have happened. Um, but I feel, especially over the past few months, I feel about 2022, I've been very blessed, and I feel like really like proud of like you know where I am at my age and um and everything that I'm. I've done that I'm currently doing and probably will do in the future as well but yeah that is some note to end on I love looking behind you there where it says dream yeah you've clearly got big dreams <laughs> yeah I do you do Michael thank you very much for talking to me it has been fascinating is there anything that you think I should have asked that I haven't asked um, no, I think you pretty much covered everything that I, that I tried to think of. Cool. It has been lovely talking to you, and I wish you huge success um, with your album, and I will definitely be looking up your album on Spotify when it comes out. What's your YouTube channel called? Uh, so if anyone wants to um, watch it or any of my videos, I'll listen to any of my music on there. So it's... My name, Michael Andrews Music, but it's uh, Michael Andrews Music more. So if you just search up on YouTube, or if you just search my name, it'll come up. And you can watch all my vlogs and my, um, you know, my um, music and everything on there. Okay. Well, thank you. It's been a delight. So thank you very much indeed, Michael. I've certainly enjoyed listening to you. And it's, for me, having talked to so many parents on this show it's really interesting you are the youngest person we've spoken to but you are extremely mature and sorted yeah it has been a delight talking to you so thank you very much well and, and thank you for having me thank you it's been a pleasure and good luck thank you to michael anchors it's been fascinating hearing his story about being autistic and living with dyspraxia too. I can't wait to hear his album. And at the end of the show, you'll be able to hear more of Michael's music. But before that, a bit about next time's show, where we'll be hearing from some more members of the Tattersall family. I can look forward to hearing my daughter chatting to her grandma, all about her experiences during the Second World War as a young child living in Wales. A real treat for us. We look forward to you joining us then. Bye for now.
Since recording this episode, Michael has been pretty busy. He's released an album, he's started his own podcast, Anchor's Advice, and he's even appeared on TV. Do follow him on social media, Michael Anchor's Music, to keep up and find out more. Till next time, bye.